0: Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on honest to greatness how brutal honesty will bring you massive profits happiness, and success. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Peter Kazadoy on the mic. He's the author of Honest to Greatness, an Inc. 5000 entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, and business coach who works with organizations and their leaders to help them overcome self-limiting BS and use brutal honesty to achieve massive success. In Fire Nation, I'm gonna ask Peter a pretty powerful question about why he thinks most people are inherently dishonest. How honesty can improve your your sales by marketing and how you can use your honesty to attract and retain talent and so much more Fire Nation as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, you can't make consistent revenue if you don't have a funnel that converts. Join the founder of ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson, for a free masterclass to learn the three secrets that will ignite your revenue in 2020. Register today at eofire.com secrets. That's eofire.com secrets. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase your profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. com slash fire. Peter, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know.
1: What's going on, JLD? What's going on, Fire Nation? It's awesome to be here. So let me share something that most people are shocked to learn, <laughs> which is that I was a highly competitive figure skater. I was a figure skater for about 15 years, had Olympic dreams, broke all kinds of bones, the whole the whole nine yards.
0: You know... I'm actually not super shocked because we had a little video engagement right before we hit the record button here, and I actually dated a very high-level figure skater who she was actually the Little Mermaid and Minnie Mouse on Walt Disney on Ice for years. And so I got to hang out, kind of travel around with them, and you just frankly have that look, and it's a good look, brother.
1: I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> that's actually how I met my <laughs> wife too, so.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Very, very neat. Well, Fire Nation, we have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a blast. We're talking about honest to greatness, how brutal honesty is gonna bring you massive profits, happiness, and success. And Peter, your upcoming book, it's endorsed by Barbara Corcoran, which you know I'm very proud and have always been very excited to say it was one of our Power 20, the first 20 people I ever interviewed on the show. So she was very kind enough. I'll never forget to take my interview while she was getting her makeup done uh, before an episode of Shark Tank. So it was pretty cool and it had some background noise going on, but overall it was a blast and kudos to that. And it's about using brutal honesty to achieve massive success. So I just have to ask, like, why honesty? Why did that concept intrigue you so much as to write a book about it?
1: it's a great question because I actually never set out to write about, speak about, or frankly, even care about honesty. It's as surprising to me as it is to anyone that I've written a book about something we all learned in preschool. And yet, I think when we look around at the society we live in right now, it's pretty clear that we need a whole lot more honesty, and it's here in 2020. Um, So, you know, to take you back and, and help everyone understand how I got here, uh let 's go back to that that figure skater, you know seventeen year old Peter and at that age uh, you know I was the same size five seven i can 't say I was smaller, I could say I was younger um, <laughs> uh the two things were true I knew two things to be absolutely true in my life: the first was I was going to the, going to the Olympics as a figure skater, unequivocally that was what was going to occur. And the second thing, John, is I was going to go to Harvard. You know, I grew up uh, on the South Shore of Boston. There was only one college for me. It was in my backyard, and that was Harvard. Well, by eighteen, uh, I had missed my shot at the Olympics. It was clear that I just couldn't keep my nerves together to make it work. Uh, I applied to Harvard. Harvard sent me a letter back saying, uh, "Thank you, but no, thank you. Don't call us. We'll call you." And you know, from that point on, I mean, I, I won't lie. I mean, I was devastated. Mm. I was devastated, and I, I ended up, uh, you know, going to to another college. And um, when I came out, I started a company. Uh, it ended well. It's a long story, but the short story is we started a video production company. My business partner and I, uh, having no idea what we can do. I've I've always been the type to think I can do it better. And so the great thing about that is when you think you do it better, you can go start a business. The bad thing about that is when you think you can do it better, <laughs> you actually have to go out and do it better. Right. Um, so, you know, we spent a lot of years having no idea what we were doing. John, we were, we were shooting $800 television commercials for local car dealers, wow. which is exactly as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> uh, and I remember thinking like, wow, if we could only... Uh, shoot more, you know, $800 television commercials, we would be rich, right? We'd be rich. That's the path to millions. Well, apparently I had not, you know, studied hard in my math classes at college because if I had, I would have realized that that was the stupidest thing (laughs) I could have thought. It was just unfeasible for a whole lot of reasons. And and again, you know, this is sort of young 20s entrepreneur, uh, more gumption than brains. So eventually we pivoted into being a full service marketing agency. And the reason we made that pivot is because we were getting hired by other agencies, and we realized that they kind of sucked. Uh, they didn't take care of their clients. They overcharged. They missed deadlines. Their strategies weren't that good. We were like, well, we can do this better again, right? Oh, we can do it better. Uh, so well, what did we do? We slapped a new label on our, um, on our agency, and now, boom, we were a full-service marketing agency. And um, so quick story, the way we got our first client was that we were doing videos for a local college and shooting their students and listening to their stories. And one day the VP of marketing called and said, hey, we we have a, a pitch open. We're going to hire a full service agency. It's about a million dollar account. Do you want to come pitch do you have the resources to do this? And so we put the phone on on mute and we were like, OK, well, do, you know, we need like graphic design to do. We need an account manager. Um, we're going to probably need some web developers. Do we have the resources for that? No, no, nope, definitely not. Uh, so, you know, we picked the phone back up and we said, yeah, absolutely. We want to come and pitch. We'll be there at whatever time you need. We're, we're ready to go. Uh, so, you know, we're in the pitch. And at the uh, – towards the end, we show this video we had been recording of their students and the students are talking and then we reveal our tagline, which is the, the foundation of the entire campaign. And the room goes quiet and the president looks down at what we've done, and pauses, and then she looks up and says, where did, you, where did you get this? I've been looking for this for years. And I was tempted to say, well, because we're the biggest bunch of geniuses ever, of course, you know, that's why, <laughs> but I didn't, uh, cause that wouldn't have been honest. Uh, instead I said, your own, your own students gave us this, you know, this is how they really think and feel. And these, by the way, are the only people who matter, the mm-hmm. ones who pay you money for your product and service. And so throughout building my company, I got very interested in how, honesty plays into the organization and into the executives. Because you know it's not just being honest about you know customers, what they think. But I was always fascinated by how some of our clients took our growth strategies and just like crushed it. Got like a 500, 600% ROI, loved us, stayed with us for years. And others, John, we'd work with, we'd give the same love, attention, strategies, and they would just blow up on the launch pad. I mean, they could not get out of their own way. They descended into infighting and politics and bullshit, quite frankly. And I always chalked it up to stupidity. I was like, these people are a bunch of morons, but of course they weren't. That was my me being a moron. You know, it takes a tremendous amount of acumen and intelligence to become an executive in, in any role. What I actually found over the years was it was something much more serious, which was a lack of honesty. And in a variety of ways, you know, honest about what was going on in the world and, and how consumer trends were changing, uh, honest about what was going on with their fellow executives or their customers, or dishonest with themselves and with their own biases and self-limiting beliefs as a leader. And, and I saw many. And it wasn't until I had my own crisis of honesty that the whole thing solidified for me, that I, that I, I made sense of this both both. In the organizational sense and in the personal sense, uh, and uh, something terrible happened to me, John. Which it took me years to get over. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I turned thirty. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how people survive that. I mean, it was just <laughs> devastating. I was like, "This is all." I mean, I actually, so I turned thirty. And I'm like, "Okay, this isn't so bad." And then as I like looked around, I just sort of descended into darkness. Oh. You know, I just started beating myself up over you know what happened because I realized that those two massive failures I had at 17 had been sticking with me, had had given me these big weights on my shoulders that said, Peter, you can strive for for greatness, but it's never gonna be the best life because you already failed at that. You're already done. You're already a failure. And it turned out I was carrying that around. So so by 30, you know, I looked around, listen, I had built a million-dollar company, I had just married my wife, we were flipping a new house. I mean for all intents and purposes, I should have just shut the hell up and been happy. But life doesn't work that way. Um, And I realized that there was so much more that I still had in me that I still wanted to do. And that's when I realized I had been dishonest with myself. You know, here I was preaching organizational honesty, and I had failed to get out of my own way and realize my own self-limiting beliefs. And in the year after I turned 30, John, I achieved more than I had in the 10 years prior. One of these things being the book, that is now going to come out this year.
0: Fire Nation, I hope you can just hear and understand and absorb through what Peter is sharing right now, how critical being honest is. I mean, when you were talking, Peter, the quote from Warren Buffett that I love so much, it takes 20 years to build a reputation, but literally five minutes to destroy it. And let me tell you, there's nothing that's going to destroy your reputation quicker than when somebody finds that you've been being dishonest to them. Because as human beings, we just hate When people are dishonest to our face, it's, it's sometimes irreparable. Like it truly is. And like, I go back to my early days back in 2011, 2012, when I didn't think you could be honest and genuine and be a good person and launch a successful online business. Because, you know, I spent eight years in the army and I was like, you have to be like, you know, just dutiful and disciplined and you have to, you know, always be honest with your soldiers and your commanding officers. And it seemed to me like the online world didn't hold that. But fortunately, I was able to find some mentors who were very successful in the online world while being honest and good people and genuine and transparent. And that's why now for eight years, we've been publishing income reports because I want people to be like, here's the honesty of entrepreneurs on FIRE. Like, here's all the money they make, but here's the money they actually keep like because of all of the expenses. Like, anybody can have, Fire Nation, a six-figure launch, when you spend seven figures in marketing. Like and that's <laughs> unfortunately they, they they leave out that last part. I just had a six figure launch. But where's the honesty? Like where's the transparency? It's missing in this world Fire Nation. And it's, it's it's so critical. So can you do this for us, Peter? Can you define that word? Define honesty after everything that you've been through writing this book.
1: Let's first talk about what it isn't. You know, there's a so in my book, I interview CEOs from you know the Ritz Carlton and Domino's Pizza to Ray Dalio at Bridgewater Associates, the largest hedge fund in the world. There are so many amazing uh, CEOs in this book. And one of them made the point that if you're flying in an airplane, And uh, the pilots come over the intercom and they say, well, folks, uh, we've never seen storm clouds like that before. So please put your seatbelts on. We have no idea if we're going to get through this. Uh, So is that honest? Yes, of course. Is it helpful? No. No, not really. So any parent will tell you, you know, just blurting out the truth about everything all the time. Probably not a good idea. Instead, I stratify honesty into three important layers, which makes up the top half of what I call the hourglass of honesty, which is the central framework of the book. Organizations and leaders who end up making ridiculous amounts of money and dominating their industries. And by the way, John, this is not an ethics book. This isn't about like, ooh, let's be touchy-feely honesty. No, no. This is a make tons of money book. Honesty is just the way to do it. The first level is getting honest with your community with what's going on in the world. I mean, look at where we are here. In 2020, we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse pandemic. Uh, We have you know, incredible amounts of horrendous racial dis- discrimination, gender bias. I mean, we're living in a world with these huge mega trends going on. And we can't afford to put our heads in the sand about these things. And we have to be honest about what's happening, about how society's changing, you know, about how gender norms are evolving. I mean, all these things, they're not going to go away. And you know, we need to be honest about them and, and operate in this environment without clinging to the status quo of how the world was, you know, 20 years ago. Too bad. It's moved on. The second level is being honest with and about the others around us. And this is an important distinction because sometimes we do need to be honest with the people around us, whether those are our fellow executives or our customers or our family and friends and spouses, right? But other times we need to be honest about them, about what their thought processes are, and how different those thought processes might be from our own, about their own experiences that we can't understand. You know, This is where empathy comes into play. And so seldom do I see executives who have mastered this idea of be honest about where people are coming from. They're usually too busy asserting their own, quote unquote, successful ego and whims on those around them. Now, mind you, the greatest leaders of our time that I profile do exactly the opposite. They shut up. They listen. They ask open-ended questions. They remain open-minded at all times. And the last piece is getting honest with and about yourself, with your own biases and self-limiting beliefs as a leader and continually probing at ever deeper levels to ask, is that true, that thought I just had, that idea I just came up with, and how do I know? And what I found, John, is that leaders and organizations that get honest on all three levels end up fundamentally different. I mean, if you think about it, honest John is different than dishonest John. You know, if you're really willing to be honest about who you really are and what you really want, you are a fundamentally different person with fundamentally different wants, fears, beliefs, desires, and so on. What I find is leaders and organizations who get there, they end up as such a different kind of person or entity, they end up changing the others around them, their inner circle. And once they do that, they, and they change their customers, they, you know, they move from these customers to those ones, they change their frontline employees, they swap out their fellow executives, what happens is they end up moving rapidly forward and bending the community towards them and creating just industry-dominating results. Let me give you a quick example. Domino's Pizza back in 2008-9 realized they had a problem. They were doing some surveys and focus groups with their customers, and they realized that their customers didn't like their pizza very much. It just wasn't very good. flagship product for which they were (laughs) named, right? Not only that, but when they put their own pizza in competitors' boxes, uh, the customer said, oh, actually, this tastes better. So they didn't just have a pizza problem. They had a brand problem, right? Bad news. So listen, they could have just updated the pizza, thrown on some better tomatoes, ran an ad about it, and that would have been that. But they didn't instead, in twenty ten J Patrick Doyle, the brand new c e o took a sledgehammer to his own brand. He went on national television he said uh i'm sorry, turns out our pizza is terrible, and you should you should deserve better than this, and we're going to make this right mm. and They proceeded to expose. All of the videos they had taken of customer you know, focus groups and reactions and made updates about what they were doing. They brought cameras into the kitchen. Here's how we're updating the ingredients and, and everything. And if you had noticed that, John, in, in, around that time frame, you said, damn, this, this company's honest about where it's at, and what needs to change, and they are doing it. And you had bought Domino's Pizza stock, you would have had an over 3,000% return over what? the next 10 years. Think about it. Our product is terrible. That was the main strategy there. Not only was he not fired, he made people just amazing amounts of money and they're still thriving today. Why? Because they got out of their own way, out of their own assumptions, and they brought the public in, just like you were saying about your expense reports. When there's nothing to hide, then it's awfully easy to trust.
0: There's so much I love about this. I mean, one thing I kind of want to double back on, Fire Nation, is point number two being honest with or about the people around us. I mean, take stock of these words, Fire Nation. Like, are you doing this in your world? And I love, Peter, how you put that comment in there. Great leaders, they actually listen, and they ask open-ended questions. And I mean, Fire Nation, we all have those friends where we go over to their house for dinner, and they just talk nonstop. And then you kind of take stock after the night, and you're like, that person didn't really ask me a single question. And it's just like, do they even care? Like, do they even care? They're, they're just looking at me like, you know, some kind of sounding board and that doesn't make for a great leader. And that's why great leaders, they listen and they ask those open ended questions. And I just love that example about Domino's. I mean, I can remember that so clearly when that happened, because I have never liked pizza. Like, I don't hate pizza. I just don't like it. Like, it's just like, eh, it's okay. And... <laughs> that commercial made me want to try the Domino's pizza. And like, so imagine what that did for people that actually did eat pizza. I mean, it's such a no, I'm like, these guys are actually going to do it. And, I mean, I think it's a car company, Avis, Peter, where their whole tagline is like, we're number two, therefore, we try harder. So, like, here they are not pretending they're number one. They're being honest. They're like, you know what? Hertz is number one, although now Hertz is bankrupt, but they're like, Hertz is number one, we're number two, but guess what? Since we're number two, you know, we're the underdog, so we try harder, and you know what? Like... I believe them. I'm like, man, like they're being honest about being number two. They're probably being honest about trying harder too. Like, why would I not Mm -hmm. go to somebody who's trying harder? So I just love all of this stuff. Like so many great takeaways here. And you're a guy, I don't know if this came after, or you've always been this way, um, after this book and you realize being honest is awesome. You know, you make pretty bold statements. And one of those bold statements that you've made is that most people are inherently dishonest. What do you mean by that?
1: I told you exactly what happened to me, right? I had to get, confront my own self-limiting BS. And I want everyone to understand, like, I was the one voted most likely to continue being an asshole in high school. Like, for me to be talking about honesty and vulnerability and, like, this should be shocking to people, I had to learn this the hard way. Because I didn't get it because I thought I had all the answers. I'm sure you know we, we're talking entrepreneurs right now. you all think the same way. And sometimes we do need to just roll forward you know with our big, bold ideas. But what I found is that we miss so many things when when we do that. So I now I work with a ton of other entrepreneurs, and uh, I run a, a group for them. We meet once a month uh, by video, by zoom. And it's completely confidential, 100% confidential and 100% vulnerable. And the whole idea is for entrepreneurs to be able to come and share what's really, really going on in their businesses, in their personal lives, in their family lives, the things that sometimes they don't even feel comfortable sharing with their spouse or parents or kids or whomever. Because what I find, John, is that 99% of business problems are personal problems in disguise somewhere along the line, we're lying to ourselves about where the issue is and what we really need to do. I'll give you an example, I was working with an entrepreneur a couple of years ago. He had created this device that bolts on to water supplies at a water treatment company and instantly saves them money. You know, it's a, sort of a gauge for measuring different different things. And he was like, yeah, I've installed it in a couple of places and like they've instantly saved thousands of dollars. And of course, that's good for taxpayers, good for everyone. I said, that's fantastic. Why haven't you gone and called on all these companies to go and sell it? He said, oh, well, I I can't do that. I can't. I said, why? I'm not very good at it. What do you mean you're not very good at it? Well, I mean, I don't feel comfortable with it. But And I said, okay, well, let's unpack that. You know, Describe uncomfortable. What does that mean to you? So he said, listen. I hate cold callers. I hate to be cold called. I'm not calling anyone out of the blue Mm. because they're just going to shut me down. They're going to think I'm a bad person. I said, that's interesting. Well, let's talk through that. So what you're saying is that only the organizations who uh, are – who find you are the ones who are going to get this product. And he's like, that's right. Yeah. I mean, if they find me, they get to refer, they find my website, fine. I said, okay, so so the companies that find you and do business with you, they're going to save a lot of money. He said, yes, exactly. And I said, okay, good. So what you're saying is that the companies who are lucky enough to happen to find you are the only ones who deserve to save money. And the other companies who you are not confident enough to reach out to, they do not deserve to save money at all. Is Ooh. that what you're saying? <laughs> Well no no I mean that's not, no I mean when you put it that way <laughs> you know it's always getting to this a nugget in the middle it's it's not that I don't you know I can't sell it's that I have this self-limiting belief about what a salesperson even is and when you unpack that for people I find that they can have dramatically uh, Earth shattering kind of moments. And I love helping entrepreneurs have those moments because entrepreneurs uniquely can make drastic changes in their life and business immediately. I can't tell you, John, how many times an entrepreneur has come to me and had this belief about what a successful business is. And when I've tapped into that, I've been like, well, why don't you want to build this business in Mexico working two hours a day? And they'll be like, well, I'd love that, but that's not possible. Well, really? <laughs> Let's talk about what's possible and what's not possible because as soon as you say it's not, then you're right. And, you know, you're a perfect example of someone who said, you know, forget this and moving to Puerto Rico, hanging out with palm trees, I'm going to build a lifestyle business. Of course it's possible, but you have to ask the right questions and you have to stop lying to yourself about what you really want. And what it takes to
0: get there. It is so crazy, like the stories we tell ourselves, because I can remember so clearly, you know, I was living in San Diego, the quote unquote epicenter of the location independent and financially free entrepreneur. Yet they were all telling me I couldn't leave San Diego. And I'm like, but wait a second, like this is where people come because they can come to San Diego. It's a beautiful, amazing place to live. But I obviously have an amazing need and, and reason to leave and go to a place like Puerto Rico, which is a tax haven. And you're telling me I can't, I couldn't like continue my business there. Like that's kind of like exactly the opposite. So like how are people being dishonest to themselves about, you know, what to me was such a clear opportunity to go forward and do exactly what I wanted to do with this business. And for me it's just so obvious Peter that there's so many people that have these self-limiting beliefs that they're there because they just haven't thought through them. And so I ask you Fire Nation like what do you have for self-limiting beliefs? that you haven't thought through that, you know, honestly are just kind of like all flimsy and it's a house of cards. How are you being dishonest with yourself, Fire Nation? Ask yourself that question. Now we have awesomeness, value bombs galore that are coming up, Fire Nation. We're going to be talking about how honesty can not only improve your business, but it can make you more money and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Fire Nation, meet Clay Clark. Clay has been coaching businesses just like yours since 2006. Yep, even through the Great Recession. And he does it for less money than it would cost to hire a full time minimum wage employee. At a time when Inc. magazine reports that by default, 96% of businesses will fail within 10 years, Clay is helping businesses like yours to grow on average by 104% annually. You might be wondering, how's this even possible? Well, Clay only takes on 160 clients, which means he's able to personally design your business plan. Plus, Clay's team helps you execute that plan with access to graphic designers, Google-certified search engine optimizers, web developers, online advertising managers, videographers, workflow mappers, and accounting coaches to help you get on top of your numbers. Visit thrivetimeshow.com slash fire to see thousands of video testimonials from real clients who Clay has helped over the years. Then schedule your free consultation with Clay himself to see how he and his team can help you. You Thrive, that's thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. How would you like the exact blueprint of what the top 1% of ClickFunnels users are doing differently that the other 99% are not? Well, you're in luck. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, created a masterclass to share the top three secrets they aren't willing to share, and it's free. During this masterclass, you'll learn the number one funnel secrets, the number one conversion secrets, and the number one traffic secrets to help you grow your business faster than you ever could have imagined. And these secrets aren't just assumptions. They're pre- proven by entrepreneurs whose businesses are on fire. Register for your free seat today at EOFire.comslash slash secrets and be prepared to ignite. That's eofire.com slash secrets. So Peter, we're back. And before the break, I teased Fire Nation with something that we all love talking about making more money. Making more money. Let's be honest. This is about honesty, Fire Nation. More money is amazing for a ton of reasons. So how can honesty improve our business and Peter make us more money?
1: And this is like the main point. This is not honesty is like, oh, let's be better people. I'm for that too. Listen, we should all be better people. We should all be more honest. But I am a businessman. I have an MBA from Columbia Business School. This is about profitability, right? So when you ask yourself, you know, how do companies go out of business from big to small? One of the first examples I give in my book is what happened to Blockbuster and Netflix. Everyone knows Blockbuster doesn't exist and Netflix put it out of business. But what they don't know is that it actually, there were many, many years that Blockbuster had watching and waiting to make a move. In fact, they finally did yeah. Uh, when they came in and, and started Total Access.
0: I remember having both services. Like I'd open Dude, my yeah. box up and it was like, oh, sweet. I got a Blockbuster and a Netflix. And I would always just go with like, who's ever having the free deal this week.
1: That's right. So they kind of had their finger on the pulse. And they'd gotten up to like 2 million subscribers and that. And that's when uh, Carl Icahn, who you know, was a fantastic activist investor in most cases, uh, came in and said, no, 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 we, we got to stop all this. This is crazy. Blockbuster makes money. By charging late fees and by having brick and mortar retail, that's the business it's in. That's where it's going. Talk about being dishonest about the way the world was changing and customer preferences were changing. So you fired the CEO, brought in a new one, and then they proceeded to lose the equivalency of the GDP of Monaco over the yeah. next couple uh, of months. In
0: Monaco, that's a pretty uh, pricey area. It's so. a pretty wealthy country. You know,
1: it's too bad because all they had to do was look around and release their talons from the status quo. Now, this, I, can, I mean, I've worked with startups to Fortune 500s and even Warren Buffett himself. In fact, I served as Warren Buffett's bodyguard once. We'll have to do that in another Whoa. segment. But uh, <laughs> um and I, I will tell you one thing right now, the there are so many big organizations that can't get out of their own way because folks who are successful rising through the ranks begin to assume that everything they've done to make themselves successful so far is exactly what they need to do to keep going. And Marshall Goldsmith, who was also kind enough to endorse my book, has a great saying that what got you here won't get you there. Unfortunately, more people need to read his book. But I've seen over and over again these massive Fortune 500 companies just s- stopped, stuck in the mud, because uh, pe- people with authority positions right, I I don't want to use the word leader, because in my definition, they wouldn't fit, have just blocked the organization from evolving and changing. If we're not evolving and changing, we've got nothing. And to bring that down to the entrepreneur level, listen, I used to be convinced that uh, success meant people, employees, offices, tons of clients. We had all that. I mean, at our height, we had three offices across America, one in Canada, we had clients around the world. And uh, how happy do you think I was, JLD? Pretty miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's so funny. I was talking to a friend of mine who also grew an agency around the same time. We had never connected about that story. And he was literally telling me the same story. I yeah, was spooled up. We had about yeah. 30 people. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, offices, yeah. BS, payroll, yep, did that. Um, and you know, we got to a point where we, had, we actually lost a million-dollar client. It was devastating. We had to do our first layoff. Oof. And I said to myself, this is crazy. I mean, I don't even, I don't even like managing all these people. Like I don't even, th- this isn't even resonating with me. I'm clearly not happy. I don't know why, but I know something needs to change. And so we literally rebuilt and pivoted the entire business after wow. getting to the multi-million dollar Inc 5,000 list for a couple years in a row, we rebuilt the business. Now talk about honesty, right? I could have just said, no, that feels too uncomfortable. This is what I've done. I told myself it'd be happy. So be happy. By the way, fire nation. That's not how happiness works. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Happiness works with the nagging honesty. I call it honest alignment. And I had to get into honest alignment with what I really wanted to do, which is to live on the beach and sit in my underwear and work on my computer and do my thing. And now we have a a tiny team. We have wonderful outsource partners, far fewer, but amazing clients. So much more happy. And by the way, so much more profitable, profitable by a factor of 10x than we were before.
0: I mean, Fire Nation, this is the reason we bring people like Peter on the show, because I don't want you to have to learn what Peter's learned by going down the road that Peter's already gone down when you know deep down at your core, that's just not for you. And guess what? Some people will be thrilled going down Peter's road because he was running a company and he was doing his thing. And some people want that. They want that management. They want the 30 people. They want the offices. And that's awesome for them. But you need to be honest with yourself. And that's why I loved that story that you told about Blockbuster, because what it came down to was Blockbuster... They weren't being honest with themselves about where the future was going, about what their actual customers wanted. Customers never wanted late fees. They loved that Netflix didn't have any late fees. Customers didn't want, you know, have to drive to a store and like maybe have their movie not even be there and then leave and have to go back at some point. And what that also reminds me of, and I love this story as well, is about that time that that Apple CMO, I think his name was Ron Johnson, when he left Apple to go to JCPenney. And he's like, I'm going to change everything. We're going to take away the sales. We're going to make everything like Apple stores and yada, yada, yada. They weren't being honest with themselves. People that shopped at JCPenney loved it for an honest reason. When they're being honest with themselves, they would have actually talked to these individuals and see what made it great. Of course, it was the massive of massive disasters. He had to get fired and they had to go back, you know, after almost going bankrupt. And It's just about being honest, Fire Nation, honest with yourself, honest with your customers. And Peter, one thing that you do is you coach a lot of entrepreneurs. So how does honesty affect that entrepreneur's ability to both succeed and fail?
1: I have this quote that I had to learn the hard way, per your point earlier. You know, what's funny is that when I was listening to you say, you know, we want to save people from going down this road. I think it's debatable whether we can, because if you had told 25-year-old me that that wouldn't have made me happy, I don't know if I would have believed you.
0: <laughs> so true.
1: What it took for me is getting into a group of other uh, entrepreneurs who are smarter than I was, uh, so that I could get out of my own head. And that's so when I uh, finally got into entrepreneurs organization, joined a forum, and, that, and that's why I run you know, a group for other entrepreneurs now. Uh, I developed this, this quote, which is, entrepreneurship is 10% about business, 100% about people, and a 1000% about the self. And that's something that they don't teach in business school. Uh, I can tell you that because I went. And it's sad because that's probably one of the greatest gifts of entrepreneurship is the personal development and the leadership development that comes along with it. Uh, for all the entrepreneurs out there, this is you know personal development, leadership within yourself, getting honest with yourself. This is not something you can do by yourself. People can't be their own therapists. There's a reason for that. And so the best thing that I have found to find my own success, fulfillment, define success for me, and just crash through my own beliefs is to get into a group of entrepreneurs where you can be vulnerable, where you can share, not so that people can, can sympathize with you or even empathize with you, but so that people can say, hey, I experienced that and here's how I thought about it. That type of experience share is so powerful because it gives you alternative ways of thinking that quite frankly, it may take years for ourselves to come to alone because we're all trapped in our own psychology. That's just how we humans are by the way, you see evidence of that all over society right now with how divisive we all are, how much we've failed to come to a common ground where we seek understanding instead of just trying to stuff our viewpoints down the throats of the people we're talking to. It's awful. And the longer we go down that road, the longer it's going to take for us to reach the next level of the kind of culture And society that I think we all deep down inside really want.
0: And I do think you're so right that in many ways, I mean, what's happened in 2020 has just shown this for exactly what it is. I mean, we've gone through some truly historic times that are going to be talked about for decades and decades to come. Like, do you remember like that year when like this happened and that happened and that happened and what is it doing It's showing the world for exactly what it is. And so why are we even going to keep this facade of Fire Nation? Why are we not just going to go towards that brutal, radical honesty? And Peter, you shared so much today. Kind of take the stage for a second. Take it home for us. You've written the book about it. Fire Nation has learned a lot from you today. What do you want us to really take away from everything that you shared today about and around honesty?
1: Ask yourself, where do you think we're going from here? You know, when you look at, say, the horrendous murder of George Floyd, the reason why that was an empowering moment is because we all saw it with our own eyes, someone somewhere Is taking first party data. They are recording what is happening. They're recording what people are saying, what people are doing. The truth, you know, we have this thing, the truth comes out eventually. Well, it sure as hell does Mm. when everyone has a smartphone. So true. So the question you have to ask yourself is society is now going to run in one of two directions. Either everyone's just going to keep lying to themselves and each other, and we're going to keep hurting each other, and society's going to go to, or uh, we're all going to wake up to this idea that. We are living in a world with near perfect information and where transparency spreads incredibly quickly. It just is not going to pay to be anything but honest and transparent. And the case I've made in my book over and over again is that entrepreneurs, leaders, organizations who just put it all out there and then point to it, hey, we're telling you the truth because you deserve the truth, and we hope you'll respect us for it. What We have these phrases in the English language like, well, at least they're honest. We do respect it. We respond to it. It is actually right now a strategy to make a name for yourself, to be a leader, and to drive business results. I can't promise you it will always be a strategy because I truly do believe, John, that we will enter into a world where everyone finally figures this out and honesty and transparency do actually reign. Now, you'll have to pull this interview up in 30 years and see if I was right or not, but I have hope.
0: (laughs) So if we want to learn more from the master of honesty, where do you want us to go? Where can we get more of this via your book? So come have
1: an honest conversation at honest2greatness.com. That's honest T-O, greatnesscom You can take the 21-question honesty quiz, mm-hmm. which will tell you the honesty type you fit into and how honest you really are, if you are brave enough to find out. Uh, books out August 11th of 2020. There is a bonus page and a ton of uh, – I have a Facebook group for people who want to write a book. I have a forum that I told you about. I have a bunch of stuff. I've put it all at petercausadoi.com slash fire, and I have a special, special bonus just for Fire Nation, Ooh. which is to jump on my calendar and get a free call with me. I'm not offering that to any other podcast only for JLD because he's a fellow Patriots fan.
0: I am. I can't wait for this year too. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And where's the best way that Fire Nation can get on that calendar?
1: Uh, So at petercausardoy.com slash fire. You're going to have a link and pop over.
0: Fire Nation, make that happen. When you can have a one-to-one conversation with somebody with Peter's track record, his knowledge, his success, you have to take advantage of this stuff. Obviously, you're probably gonna misspell his name if you just guess. So if you head over to eofire.com and just type the word Peter into the search bar, his entire show notes page will pop up. We'll have links to all of this over on the show notes page. But of course, make sure that you go to Honest to greatness.com. Check out all you can about the book and so much more greatness there as well. And Fire Nation, you're the average. Of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with PK and JLD today. So keep up that heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Peter in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we talked about. That link to get on his calendar, take that action, Fire Nation. Peter, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for being honest.
0: Hey Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Peter and successful entrepreneurs, they accomplish big goals. That's why I created the Freedom Journal Fire Nation to guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days and we're talking step by step. So visit thefreedomjournal.com. If you use promo code podcast, you're gonna get a $15 discount and thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll catch you there Fire Nation or I'll catch you on the flip side. How would you like the exact blueprint of what the top 1% of ClickFunnels users are doing differently that the other 99% are not? Well, you're in luck. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, created a masterclass to share the top three secrets they aren't willing to share, and it's free. During this masterclass, you'll learn the number one funnel secrets, the number one conversion secrets, and the number one traffic secrets to help you grow your business faster than you ever could have imagined. And these secrets aren't just assumptions. They're proven proven by entrepreneurs whose businesses are on fire. Register for your free seat today at eofire.com slash secrets and be prepared to ignite. That's eofire.com slash secrets. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase your profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. thrivetimeshow.com slash fire.